and picturesque Yosemite Park. There is missing women. And a naked handyman. Cover up, Carrie. Damn. Hello, and welcome to What Did You Do? My name is D. And people have referred to me as Shinel in the past. Let's get right to it. Yes. So, no, this is No, we were just, we're just being, dumb. like, super petty. Um, D, has, D has it out. Or people, <laughs> people have it out for D in the reviews, and it makes me happy. Wait, why is it me? Because he said all of us. I know, but that I That last like, review was, like, the He said we were us. annoying as hell, and I was like, yeah. Yeah? Duh. <laughs> like, hello, if you want the facts, you can go to Dateline. Dateline, uh... IDTV is a all thing. Bit, 48 hours is a yeah, real thing. Yeah. Um, um, also, you know, actually, if you just want the facts, sir, there's a whole list on Vulture.com oh, of true crime shows that you can go listen fact, to. Are we on Vulture? We were on Vulture. We were on Vulture. That was super exciting. Look at that. And they like they did this awesome thing where they clipped up all these different types of true crime podcasts. So if you're right. looking for, you know, some fun times with friends, you can listen to What Did You Do? If but you if you're looking smile for smile and listen to true crime, right. what? If you want to enjoy your life, if you want to be blessed, if you want to be happy and listen to true crime, that's where you come to us. Uh, but if you want to listen to, you know, just the facts, someone, you know, giving you word for word, um, encyclopedia knowledge, like that's something I like to do on my own time. And that's something I like to do on a microphone. That's where you go. Don't tell me I'm annoying as shit because you wanted to hear. If you just waited the six minutes, like, but it's whatever. Like, I don't. You know what? Blessings on blessings. Because right. we got that poor, like, review. And then Vulture.com. Right. So you so got, was, you got, you know, shout out to Vulture. It was really awesome. Like, we had no idea why people started listening. We just thought that maybe someone tweeted about us and we didn't know. Um, but it was just awesome. It was an awesome write up. Yeah. Um, we were we were on a list with some of our favorite podcasts, like last podcast on the left, my favorite murder, uh, serials on there. You know, like these very all like, things that kind of I, mean, I don't know walked me into the life right. of true crime true podcasts. Crime. Right. And I I don't know I was I was flattered and I was humbled and I was honored and it was like breathtaking. I screamed. I haven't been feeling well, so I was like, oh my god, this is the best thing to happen to me this week. Do you know how hard it was to contain myself at work? Like yeah, it, I was not successful. I was having. I was like, I can't breathe. What is going on? Like I'm like, my heart is jumping. I'm in my. I had to close my office door. Have many heart attacks underneath my desk. Like it was very hard to contain myself. I was home and ill, so it didn't matter. Like <laughs> my cat looked at me like I'd lost my mind. But it was no. But it was an awesome. It was an awesome moment for us. And if you guys are first time listeners, or if you heard us for the first time because of the Vulture article, and you decided to stick around, uh, welcome. Um, I hope you stay a little bit longer. I hope you tell your friends about us. All you right. old school guys who've been here since Dean's sessions and you know how you love hanging around My with us. The crew. In the crew. Like if you've been in the crew for a long time, like I said, thank you for continuing to love on us and support us. If you're new, welcome to the crew. Uh, we'll treat you well. Um, but this week is a, I wouldn't call it a special case. But yeah. there's a lot of nudity in this case. <laughs> it will make you feel buff. And fleshy and just all it types made, of good. All things make me feel sexy. Um, well, I said fleshy. I know, but I'm just saying fleshy and buff. I was like, oof. Yeah, sounds sexy? Like, Those are sexy words? I don't know. Buff yeah. sounds, buff implies musculature. It doesn't yeah, matter. We, so. we get on a rant. In the buff, though. Like, in the buff. In the that buff. makes sense. That's but, uh, what I was going to say. There's a lot of free to nipples. <laughs> 
uh, in this case, and there's a lot. This case is a little bit. It's a not funny, but there's a lot of laughs because of it's the person a, yeah, the who person, it is. Yeah. It's just who. It's, it's just it's so California. <laughs> like, it's, but no, so this week we're gonna we're gonna take you on a little bit of a journey. You guys have to walk with us uh, this week, and it's one of my favorite things to do is story tell. And <laughs> this is this is a story, and this is gonna have a second part. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. We're gonna have the mini Yeah. So we're. I mean, it's a terrible place to put this. I, I know we're gonna like put it doesn't make any end, sense. But we get excited. Not, it wasn't even gonna be at the end. It was gonna be fairly or soon. But like. <laughs> There will be a there will be a mini so connected to this uh, yes. this case because there very rarely there is a case in a case. Right, this, case. A, this is a case in a case, and it wasn't even like during the case that it was happening. It was like twenty years. Pri- it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So we're, like, it's years prior to these to these murders, and it was a, it, some seminally interesting, more interesting case. Yeah. Because so if was, you're interested in the mini so. Go ahead and do the Patreon thing. Check it out. It's five dollars, yeah. and you'll have you'll have a sticker. This and you'll is get kind of like a part two to this. It's like a, it's gonna be it's, it's, gonna be it's more like a Lion King. You know, Lion King had one and a half prequel. <laughs> not even a pre- yeah, that's a prequel. Yeah, it's a prequel. <laughs> it's a, but it's not like the shitty Star Wars one. It's more like a Rogue one. You know, <laughs> you I know. just saw Star Wars, the first original one that came out in like the seventies. So you saw New Hope. Time. I'm talking about the ones that came out in like ninety nine, early two thousands. Yeah, you don't need to. They're trash. Uh, but either way, so guys, on a very, um, I don't know what you would call it, mild day, February 12th, 1999, um, Carol Sund and her daughter, Julie, and their 15-year-old exchange student, Sophia, um, they went, uh, flew into San Francisco and got their rental car, you know, a nice little bright candy red Pontiac Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a special place in my heart for old Pontiacs. My first car was a 93. Uh, Pontiac Grand Am. It had no air conditioner. <laughs> and I think I, we've talked about what my yeah. first car was before. Okay, yeah, shut up. And <laughs> we had a whole conversation off mic about how you're like, you only care about money because you were poor. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, that sounds like, sounds super like Republican of you. <laughs> so very Paris Hilton. Stop being poor. Like, that would be better for you. Like, talk to his parents. No, I was shading capitalism. And like, I'm not a capitalist. At no, all. but like, you only care about money because you had none. <laughs> Kanye West said in a song, I don't know if you remember The Good Life, um, yeah, off of the do. graduation the album, my favorite Kanye, Kanye album. Oh, I miss God. the old my, Kanye. I Straight from the gold Kanye. But he's like, Having money is not everything. Not having it is, and that's such a true line because it, yeah. if you have it, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, it's money, not a big deal. Because right. because you have to worry about it. But when you don't have money, your life is derailed. Right. We'll talk about that. It's whatever. Uh, <laughs> we get there. Um, but in this point, again, they started a five day road trip. They're gonna you know hit some sites. I wanted to show uh, this young exchange student from Argentina, which I've always wanted to go to because Manu Ginobili is from Argentina, and I'm so out of my sights today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And this road trip, um, just to take her through the sites. They're gonna end. They're gonna, they're gonna go to Yosemite Park. They're gonna end at Grand Canyon. It's gonna yes. be a great time. See beautiful things. Right. If nature. you have money, like, is that expensive to do? It's expensive to travel. It's I mean, not. Yeah, but like, like it's not or... cheap unless you hop on like, what do you call those those buses? Greyhounds. No, the other types of buses. Mega bus. No, it's like the Chinese something bus. It's like a hood thing. Um, <laughs> as far as I it know. might be just like Grand something bus line that's really cheap, like East Panda, I think it was called or something like that. Hmm. I might be confusing Panda Express with a bus line. <laughs> that I think I am. Right. <laughs> I think I am. But no, there's one I took a bus to DC once, and I hopped on a bus in New York, and it was called Eastern Bus Eastern Bus Lines. That's why I was like Eastern Panda Bus Lines. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the fuck am I talking about? 
talking you're about. hungry? <laughs> oh my god, it was probably a little racist, and I hate myself for it. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But so on February 14th, they checked into the Cedar Lodge um, in El Portal, California, which sounds like a place I want to visit. Like, it just seems dusty and full of nothing but potheads and waitresses. And I really, really like to be there. I don't like the desert. I've never been to a desert. That's probably why I want to go. I mean, I've been in proximity. I went to um, Vegas. So, yeah. I was near a desert, but I was on a strip. It was a thing. Well, I went outside the desert to go uh, shooting to a shooting range. God, you're one of those. So, <laughs> they enjoy the day in Nice Yosemite Park, which is another place I would like to visit because I like nature sometimes when it's not killing me, you know? Um, right, bears. Who Listen, doesn't I went to an outdoor wedding. I'm over it. I'm not a nature you're girl. Like, you're like, I'm not a nature I girl. I had like three mosquito bites. I just, I just like, sit no. outside for four hours. It was not, enough, it was not good for it was me. too much mosquitoes. Mm-mm. I have a coworker who went camping this weekend. And she's like, I was like, why are you going to pretend to be homeless? What is this? Like, <laughs> You don't have to do that. You have a whole apartment with air conditioning. It's like, well, my, my girlfriend wants to go, and so I'm going to go. I'm like, that's not enough for me. I say that all the time to people who like camping. I was like, so what's the lore? Like, I have a roof. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like, I have a whole apartment I could be in by myself. If I want to, if I want to, you know, fucking, you know, survive the elements, I'll just turn my AC off. Right. <laughs> and like, you could always pitch a tent inside your apartment if right. you want to. Turn the AC off, open a window, gotta get muggy in this bitch. <laughs> Uh, either way, so they enjoy the park, and then they, she calls her husband Jens, which is an awesome fucking name. I love the name Jens. I don't know why. In this case, I was like, Great I want country. that. It's I'm gonna name. Country. I'm gonna name my child. Their middle name is gonna be Aaron Jens. Like I take it. it. Just sounds very country. And, well, if you knew my history, it's from like it's very country. <laughs> um, and let them know, you know, this is a nice trip. It's gonna be fine. And they're supposed to meet on the 16th to meet up with the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, Carol and Jens have two boys as well, which are not allowed to trip because girl power, girls trip, um, less right. alcohol than the one your guys are thinking about. Um, but they don't meet them there. So yeah. Jens thinks there was a miscommunication. Oh, I must have misheard her. We must have made other plans because like a good husband does, my wife must have said something to me and I fucked up. Right, right. <laughs> like, I must have got this wrong. They're not here when up. they're supposed to be. Right. You know, I must have got, you know, something wrong. So they follow up to Arizona from San Francisco and realize that Carol and the girls still aren't there either. Nope. And so this is when they make the, they send a missing persons report. And this is when the sheriff's department gets involved. And I love this part of it because I was watching this documentary on YouTube for this. And they said they, they started this kind of search and rescue operation. They found 27 stolen cars alongside the road. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, how many stolen car reports went in? And y'all was like, sorry, we can't recover it. And all it took right. <laughs> was to pull off the side of the road. Right. <laughs> like, you, like, it just bothered me. I was like, 27? 27. 27 cars, bro. And like, no one noticed? And I was, <laughs> it just bothered, it bothered me to my core. I was like, I, I was one of those people like, oh, ma'am, just so you know, we found your vehicle. Bitch, I don't want it now. I done bought a new one. Right. So you sell it. Give me the money for it. Um, I haven't so, had a car stolen. I have in 2011. It's that not fun. Sucks. I walked out. I, I walked outside thinking I got home late. So maybe I parked it somewhere else. I walked up and down the street. And I'm like, no, I parked this bitch right out front. <laughs> And then my aunt, who I used to live with, left for work an hour before I did mm-hmm. and didn't realize that my car wasn't there. She's like, oh, I thought you had left already. Bitch, you waved to me before you <laughs> left. <laughs> so my car was stolen in 2000. But that was funny. And then the cops made me come to them. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me this. Story. They were like, I was like, so can you come and check it out? They're like, um, you, you can get to us. I was like, well, you're a good 30 minute walk from me. 
He's like, well, there's a bus line. I said, goodbye. Click. <laughs> I ended up going anyway. <laughs> but anyway, fast forwarding through the story, about 85 miles northwest in another dusty town that I really like to visit because it's in a lot of stories, Modesto, California. Yes, it is. See, isn't it? Modesto always shows and, up and everywhere. shows up everywhere, yeah. It just seems like a... No, I don't want to disrespect anybody who's listening in Modesto, but it just seems like one of those towns, towns. where things happen. Yeah. And it's like... Often. People don't know about your town. People don't want to live there. It's like much like Fresno, right. where people want to like don't want to live there, but they talk about leaving there and things that happen there. It's all um, in a true crime. Like, exactly. Um, but a teenager finds a plastic insert with credit cards and an ID in it, and it belonged to Carol's sons. And so now it's a criminal investigation that gets opened up uh, specifically because now things are stolen, people are missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously most times when you find wallets and like personal items, just it's not it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. That means they're just throwing things out of a window. They've taken people. They've probably not killed them. Um, and also in this, they think that it, they, they find a connection to a Wells Fargo account mm-hmm. in this. And I've, I don't, a lot of people don't fuck with Wells Fargo no more. I don't. Um, I've had Wells Fargo for years. They've done me right. Um, <laughs> they've cut off my card a few times, but they actually <laughs> only because, like, for like fraud protection. Yeah, like, yeah. Someone like will like to, like will you know what do you, what's the word cancel a transaction and redo it? They're like, um, your card's not working. I'm like, oh, hold on, let me call because they tripping. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you tried to spend 176 dollars on wine, but the second time was 167. Like, overdraft fees of Wells Fargo that I don't like. They have the same overdraft fees. So, that sounds like someone who doesn't. <laughs> well, the main guy I've, over, I've overdraft. I've overdrafted about two times in the last three years. My whole college career was overdrafted. Yeah, back then. Yeah. But like, yeah, Wells Fargo like has the same, has, has the like, same like 35. But that's when I had Wells Fargo. I know, but it has the same like $35. Like, yeah, and you have, and you have, no. And then, but you have the same 24 hours to re- rectify that. Like, don't make it act like Wells Fargo is the only people with a whole bunch of, ba- whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Like, their problems are I not. I know I had college issues with them. Yeah, so. their problems are not their overcharge fees. Their problems are up higher than that. Um, it's all information leaks and shit. Like, that's the problem. Um, they don't want my identity. <laughs> but your credit score is a what? I'm like, sorry. Um, but at this point, Carol's father, um, Francis um, Carrington, puts out a $250,000 reward. And which again, I don't know how people have this much money because I always see these large. I've always wondered too. I don't like, know if it's, is it like insured somewhere? Like, Are they yeah. pulling from like a retirement fund? Is it because like is, does the government help? I want to Google. I that. was wondering if the government because my theory was the government helped. Like someone like some, someone has to underwrite that. Maybe right. he's just. I never looked into her, her history, but apparently, like the amount of credit cards they have and things like that, it would imply that they are wealthier. Right. Um, but like. I don't know. Like I figured, like two hundred fifty thousand dollars just to give as cash. Right. Um, but either way, <laughs> so two hundred fifty thousand dollar reward just to lead up to information doesn't have to be directly related to finding them or their remains. Um, and so the Cedar Lodge gets like ripped through once again. Mm-hmm. Um, they realize some things are missing from it, so something is not right. When the wait, when the waitress, when the uh, housekeeping person, the clerk went. To go check the room, it said that there are towels on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that you know it looked like they had gotten ready for the day. Right, like towels were damp on the floor, like things were moved, like the car was gone. So when we have we find the ID in Modesto, it seems that they've gotten as far as that. Right, right, like they mm-hmm. had to have gotten all the way up there somehow, and which is the not the direction <laughs> like you that they go. were supposed to be. 
So there's all these things. And they even like arrested two men who were already in custody. Um, they were half brothers. I'm going to say their names with Eugene Dykes and, uh, Nick Lorick. Um, because a lot of times things like this happen where they pick up suspects or they pin it on suspects who they want to give a little bit, uh, they want to kind of settle the public unrest a little right. bit to make people feel safe because Yosemite is one of those places where things don't right. happen. Right. Also, like a lot of tourists. Right. So, so you, you want, want you, you need that money. Yeah. Like people, the businesses around there thrive on the tourism industry. Right. Um, and so they wanted to kind thinking, of. I was thinking, but did they have money? Because it was a motel. Where they staying at a motel? Yeah. Cedar Lodge is like one of those places that you that everyone would stay at though. Um, like so that's why like it's one of the it's near it's closest, it, it was nice. Today? Yeah, it's open today. It's like I checked, it was like $175 See, a night. Like, and that's a lot of that's money a lot for, of a hotel. Money for a hotel. Yeah, so which yeah. means that it's like it's a it's a place. I don't know if I looked at pictures, not upscale. But it's like oh, right. it's kind of it's kind of dated, and that's no shade to anyone who listens who works there, but it's like <laughs> Because I feel like they might, like, click on it when they see the name of the episode. They're like, oh, someone's talking about us. They're like, oh, he dra- he dragged us. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> it's kind of dated, but it's like, I think it's all about a location thing. I'm like, Because there, there are, like, hotels. Like, when I go to D.C., I stay at the Capitol Hilton. They don't pay me to say that, but I do. Um, and it's a little bit pricier, but that's because it's a block from the White House. Like, I could see the White House from the, my room. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like... So you pay for location. I think that's what they were doing. Yeah. So it's exp- it's more expensive, and it's a road trip. Like you're not, no one's staying in Hilton's on a road trip. You know, you do what you do. Um, <laughs> how did we get here? Um, <laughs> Me and my unusual question. Right, but anyway, March 18th, a tip goes into the hotline, the FBI hotline, and it's a man who is out target, like shooting around, doing target practice, which. People do shit like this. Okay, Dick Cheney. Like, I... I Like, my concern is, like, they're doing it in, like, kind of populated area. Like, you're not so remote that you're practicing... Well, it's kind of... It was a kind of remote area, but it's not remote enough. Like... Not, right. Like, not... It's not even like it's dark and people have gone away. Like, it's... Right. It was just weird to me. So um, and he like says that. he found a burnt car uh, south of the Cedar Lodge. Um, the tires had been burned away. Wheels had been melted. It was like... The car was, like... Burned. Emol- emulated. Yeah. But a license plate survived, and they ran the plate, and it just happened to be the red Grand Prix that Carol's sons had rented for their road trip. They found some. They found a purse with cameras and Carol's credit card inside, and they made their most startling, unsettling discovery when they pried open the trunk of the car. I there's something about trunks to this day that give me the heebie-jeebies. Let me tell you about the time my mom taught me. With it doesn't matter. I was like, <laughs> because y'all, y'all know I, I grew up in the trap, and like my mom taught me what to do if I was ever thrown in a trunk. Like, it was weird. Uh, I'm going to need you to go through that lesson with me. Uh, so what happens is back in the day in the 90s, because that's when my mom was trapping. Um, because the 90s were a hip time, right? <laughs> um, my mom, like, you learn things. When your mom's a drug dealer, you learn things that you shouldn't learn, how to survive, and things that typical kids don't learn about. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things, this is back when, like, trunk plug things were, like, new like they were in every car uh, um i mean they t- they should be but like the way they were where they were settled and if somebody was going to take you mm-hmm. they would tie your hands and things like that so you couldn't pull them right um so what you would do is in every trunk in older cars like typically there's like a little cover for a trunk like a for a tail light mm-hmm. it's not it's, nowadays they're like fortified you have to unclip yeah. them you would just kick into the foam cover and yeah. kick the tail lights out and if someone saw taillights dangling from a car, 
right. something's wrong and right. they'd call the police or a police officer would see it and pull you over because technically you have a taillight out. Right. <laughs> I see what I did there. And <laughs> that's how you, if you ever get kidnapped. <laughs> but if your mom is like a drug dealer and dealing with like people who are gang members or things like that, they might take your kids. Like, you never know. So <laughs> moving on, they probably open the trunk of this car um, and they find two sets of skeletal remains, badly burned. Yeah. In this car, and they run these, they run the dental records against the against one set of remains, and they find that one of them is in fact Carol's Carol. sons, mm-hmm. um, and the other one is not Julie, but right. it is Sophia. Yeah, I hope somebody knows her name right. And I don't know how to say her. It's a very, it's a very Argentine name. Yeah, it's a very Latino, Latin, South American name. Yeah, I think it's Latin. I think yeah. you say Latin when they're South Latin, America. Yeah. Um, and so it's a pretty name though. I wish I had the accent to do it because I always feel like I'm being. Like, <laughs> like problematic. Yeah, but like you remember the last episode with our our pink spandex hustler. Yes, yes, wanna. <laughs> it was like I was like, "Qué tengo dos." Like I just feel like I'm just terrible. I feel like I'm being like offensive. Um, but they find two skeletal remains, and they can't. They they still have not found Julie's body. But one FBI agent gets a letter. Dora, 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 the explorer. I'm sorry, the map. Okay, I was thinking like we just got a letter. We just oh no, got... that's Busco. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's not. No, the I was right thinking thing. about the map, the so drawn I'm, map. Right. So they in that letter, Jesus, in that letter <laughs> there was stuff. there was a uh, right. We're so stupid. <laughs> there is a crudely drawn, poorly drawn map uh, to the location of Julie Sun's body, and in that is a note saying we had fun with this one, implying. That there are more than one person involved in these crimes. Right. And so, they look, they find the body, they find her in brush, she's badly decomposed, and her throat was slit. Slit. And, which is, it's so terrible. I think all murders are bad, but there's something in my heart when, like, young people die or are taken, like, so mm-hmm. soon. Like, I just feel like there's not, I'm, I'm sad for when anybody dies, but right. when it comes to, like, like 45 year olds i'm like you've had 45 years of life you've had heartbreaks and happy yeah. moments and memories and kids who have done nothing but do what their parents have told them to do for 15 it just makes me right. so sad when i think things like that um but not to mention this not only this is cases going on we meet a young vibrant joey armstrong right who is a naturalist, loves the outdoors. Again, enjoys pretending to be poor. It's one of those it's things where... It's one of those things that like, I don't need to do. Right. AC. And, <laughs> you know, she loves, she does, she lives, her and her, I think it's her and her boyfriend live on the edge of the park. Right. They take kids on nature. Like, decent, nice yeah, people. people yeah. Like, nice people who do things like that. And she was planning a trip to go hiking with friends on July 21st of this year. And the next day, she doesn't show. Right. Which is unlike her. In the same way, it was very unlike Carol to not, not show, show up and up not say her. anything. Yeah, and also, guys, understand that cell phones were like becoming a thing at this point, mm-hmm. and not everybody had one, and the connections were trashy. Like, so if you couldn't reach somebody right away, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, huh, out of service, out of the area, whatever. But they realize, so they send the cops to do a welfare check. Ding, ding, ding. Check out for our next one, and <laughs> they find the door open and music playing. And so they canvassed the area because they, like in the, in the documentary I was watching, they were saying the guy's like the hair in the back of his neck stood up. And I'm like, you're doing a lot. Um, <laughs> okay, Spider-Man. I'm just fucking spider But, and they find Joey's body. Right. 
in a creek on a creek bed. Yeah. Decapitating. Yeah. I don't like decapitating. So again, violence escalating. Right. And in my head, I'm like, so when he took the knife to Julie's throat, was he got was that the intent? Was uh, like right. Or was this him like next time so I'm taking the whole like thing off? So this could have been like him not realizing how difficult it is to decapitate somebody right. and not having the tools. So like now, exactly. Thought. So I'm thinking like he wanted to do it the last time, couldn't do it the last time, um, and now did it this time. Like ramping up, like oh yeah, and which terrifies me to think if I saw things like this happening mm-hmm. in my area, like. I'm staying inside. Like, right, right. Because, like, if somebody's ramping up like this, like, back in right. the 70s when serial killers were out here, like, killing shit up, killing uh-huh. shit. Like, not killing the game. That sounds terrible. But, like, really, like, <laughs> but, like, really, like, making a mess of things. Right. Like, I would never leave my house. Like, I would be, like, I'm that person that's, like, I'd peep, I'd peepod, like, my groceries. Right. Amazon, my toilet paper. Like, Let, I would. <laughs> like, be, then all of a sudden it's, like, the the murderer is the peepod guy. <laughs> It sounds like way too many episodes of SBU. Oh God. Um, but in while they're searching, shut up. I'm so bad about that. That's fucked up my whole thing. Like now I, I gotta find a new plan if something ever happens in our town. You better have um, an emergency kit. Right. I'm gonna have to just eat all the canned beans in my pantry now. God damn all those. The disgruntled peapod guy. God, I was like, I tip you every time. Why? Who's a nudist? Um. Oh God. So. Two sets. So while they're while they're looking around the area, they find Julie, Julie, Joey's body. These names are very similar. I'm sorry. They find sets of track, uh, truck. I'm um, sorry, tire prints and tire marks and shoe prints. And they start asking witnesses, like, "Did you see anything? Did you hear anything?" And a lot of them are saying, "We saw this really specifically colored co- truck or SUV because you know black folks call SUVs trucks, right. and they're not actually trucks. Trucks are beds. Um, SUVs." Um, it was very light colored and it ends up being this 1979 International Scout, which is a hideous car. I've never seen it. Oh, you should Google it. I'm wondering. Um, cause that's what I did. Yeah. Um, it was seen around the cabin at the time that they would think that Joey went missing. And then they follow up on another tip that the vehicle had been sighted again. And that is where they find a naked Carrie Stainer <laughs> in the grass. Smoking it up. Smoking weed. Chilling. And it is my favorite thing because I just pictured them pulling up like, woo, woo, woo. Sir, sir, are you Carrie Stainer? It's just like, some people have called me that before. How can I help you, officers? It's like, um, we've had some sightings of this truck by some problematic, um, seeing some crime scenes. Would you be able to help us? There's a lot of things I wish I could help people with you, you know, but he's like, we'd like to search your truck. We'll have at it. And they search the truck, and they want to search his backpack. But for whatever reason, the backpack is what pisses him off. I don't like. Also, like I don't get this part. Like it had a book in it. Yeah, and I, so, I don't get this book. Carrie's a weirdo, and like there's, <laughs> he is a weirdo, but he's also a nudist. And I stand for if you again if you guys don't know what stand means stand means celebrate highly a big fan of I celebrate body positivity and nudity like I am not a nudist I like being naked I, in the I, shower that's what I was gonna say I like being naked all the time D all the would time. D and Carrie Carrie without Movie. the murder part would probably get along yes um he's quite apparently he's quite the handyman. And artist. Uh, he was quite artist. See, if you weren't, if you didn't already have a boyfriend, girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you for saying. Let Karen hear this in jail. Start writing me. You right. stop. I will say this though. Like this is gonna be super problematic, but I've said it in the past. Like young Carrie Stainer, yeah, kind of, kind of a looker, so. kind of a looker. <laughs> Like, I thought so too. I thought so too. I was like, you know, he's not bad looking. I was like, he's kind of handsome. I was yeah, like, no, I, no, like, no. Like, I thought, I thought so too. You could have been so much more. Like, I'd be, I, like, I'd be so mad if I like. First of all, my fear is always to like start dating a guy and then find out he's a murderer, and then be like, have the news ask me like, oh, motherfucker, did you not know? How could you not know? I'm like, did you see him? Like, I was blind. Like, Carrie's, like, handsome. Like, it's, right, like, because right. there are very few handsome serial killers that, like, that are out here. But, like, it just, it's one of those things I about him. the same thing. It was so funny. That was, like, and I don't usually think that. Yeah. But I'm, like, you know. Like, Luca was ugly. Um, but, again, like I said, young Carrie. Not old Carrie. Okay, now he's I mean, aging jail. like sour. Right, though, right. But I mean, jail is. Like, first mugshot <laughs> Carrie. I was, like, I could see myself, like, not thinking clearly. You know? <laughs> like, but, uh. Let's, oh, one of those lonely nights. And so, yeah, so, <laughs> and I love that one of the detectives described him. He's like, he looks like somebody who would live in El Portal, California, <laughs> which is shady as shit. Mm. Like, he's like, he looks like he lived in this dusty. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, again, just like the bong water boiling. Just hearing like, <laughs> yes, how can I help you, officers? <sighs> like, I just feel that just naked just chilling naked naked. uh but tell us a little bit about carrie i mean carrie so carrie was born on august 13 1961 and i you know as far as families and family curse we're gonna say this family was kind of cursed now we talked about how you know we're gonna have another episode well when carrie was younger his about 11 his younger brother was kidnapped and molested Stephen. now i'm not gonna go much into Stephen. carrie was 11 at the time his brother i believe was huh he was seven am i wrong i think no care uh no i'm saying his brother was seven years his brother was Uh, yeah no no (laughs) i was saying like carrie was 11 yeah yeah Stephen. um his brother who was kidnapped I'm not gonna go into the story. It's gonna be a mini so because that's gonna be the welfare. Yeah, that's the welfare check. Yeah, we're um, gonna talk surprise. About it. You know, we already talked about it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we have to let him know. You gotta listen. You gotta participate in the um, Patreon. But it, but it is it is a major part of what informs the rest of Carrie's life, life right. and how he reacts. This is why we talk about like trauma right. on this show a lot, and we make jokes. I really want to get that in the shirt. Thanks, it's the trauma, but. <laughs> Like when, especially if you like your siblings, like most people like their siblings when they're young. Might fight, might annoy you, especially if you're the older sibling. Right. You don't want your little ones around. But most of us like our siblings. They are a major part of our everyday life. Um, they're pro- they're usually your first friends. Um, sometimes if you're black, it's your cousins who are your first friends, like me. Like mm-hmm. you like, hang out. You got your favorite cousin at all the family events. Like if they're not there, I don't want to show up. I'm not talking to nobody. But, like, once that person is ripped from your life, the way you go about your day, the way you look at people, the way you look at relationships, forever change. It's forever changed. So, and his brother is basically ripped from his life, kidnapped by a pedophile. We're going to go into that. But Carrie is at 11 at this time. Um, around this time as well, he says that his uncle molested him. Yes. For the first time. So, there's a lot going on with this family. Where were the parents? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> There's not much I mean, 
So, I mean, oh, God, I want to get into it. I, get I into really it. feel We're like. Here. I mean, I want to get into it, but it's going to go into Steven a little bit. But I'm going to say, I really feel like his parents were absentee parents. Um, they definitely were disciplinarians, but they were definitely absentee. All these negative people were around the children and had access to the children, including the uncle. The uncle was somebody that they let people, they let the kids around the uncle all the time. And this is this is something I will say, um, and this goes out to everyone, white, black, Asian, Puerto Rican, Latinos, whatever. Um, as far as with kids, and this is just from someone who works with young kids and loves young kids and has right. nieces and nephews. Um, especially when we have, we all have problematic family members and people, and I'm sure a lot of people listening and a lot of, I'm looking at you too, because like, I'm just thinking like, especially, oh yeah, I'm speaking for my own yeah. family. Like there are people who are like, oh, when you well. see somebody and you're at barbecues, like, oh, where are the kids at? Oh, they're hanging out with uncle dog. Get them damn kids out the room. Right. Uncle. As like, long as you, I don't care if it was never like for sure, you know, but the rumors, you yeah, if, you, you if you're pa- to- like you have parents, you're like don't leave them kids alone with so and so. Like, why are we doing so much to include dangerous, toxic, harmful people in the lives of our kids? Like, just because someone is family does not make them important. And I want to say that again for everyone listening: just because someone is family does not make them an integral part of your child's life. If somebody is dangerous, you need to remove that person. Don't remove the kid from the, from like every time. Like, oh no, that person shouldn't be at the setting at all. And I think that's what was happening here. We have right. parents who have a lockdown on their kids and they're taught that when someone tells you what to do, right. especially an adult, an adult family member tells you what to do, you do it. Mm-hmm. And so like they, they have, they set these rules, but aren't around enough to really enforce them. So uncles are around. If your uncle tells you to do something, right. you are you to, do to do it. it. And so you so, fall into this line of like having this trust of right. this person, this adult so, figure. Right. So again, his uncle, uh, he reports that his uncle first molested him when he's 11 years old at this. And then like shortly after it was actually when his brother got taken. Yeah. All right. So, so vulnerable, sad. He also reports around this time that he started thinking about killing women actually prior to the kidnapping of his brother. So yeah. there's a lot going on with Carrie prior to, so that's, I was like family curse, man. There's something about this family that, <laughs> but this is this Holy. is the other thing and I was talking about this on the internet the other day and this is what happens when we get into these like very like mental illness like social work side yeah of my side is always like early ch- early childhood that's no it's one of my I'm favorite things because so favorite, like right? early childhood things that happen trauma um even though, even if it's not trauma or sometimes we don't we think all trauma um some trauma is transformative sometimes people respond to trauma um and they become better. Like, some kids react to that and use that as fuel to be better and to make sure they protect themselves and protect other people like them. Um, some people shrink. Um, and they have to kind of fold into themselves. But, like, I, I, as far as this, like, there's so many times that we think that, like, we'll, we make the joke that the family's, like, cursed. But a lot of the times, like, there's such toxic behavior that gets normalized in homes when you're a kid that you think it's natural. Right. And so, like... I don't. I couldn't find much about what introduced the, these ideas of murder and death to a young, a young Carrie. Kid, right. But I'm thinking, like, if it's if it's when I think it is, like, television is booming. Things are just like TV shows, radio shows. Like this guy is like hearing all these things. What are your parents not watching? Watching what you watch if they're not present, you know, right. things like that. And if you have all these, and like again, if he reports at 11 was the first time. That his uncle molested him. Like, who's to say, like, what his what his degree or 
idea or gauge of molestation is. Right. You know, so like what happens? What are people doing to him? What is he seeing? You know, so it's just all these things that go into it. And I'm not going to stay there very long. But it's right. one of those, um, like he's fantasizing about killing, very early, yes. killing, you know, killing women at 10. You know, and I'm sure he, I want to say I'm sure he mentioned it, but like, we're parents. <laughs> Be better. Yeah, so that's it. Like, the parents are like, definitely not around. And Carrie was neglected. He, yeah. he was super neglected. He was very artistic. He knew how to draw. I mean, so he, he had his own talents, but I don't think he was ever nurtured enough. Like I said, there is this whole uncle and his brother ends up coming back. Yes. Right. His brother escapes. His brother escapes, ends up coming back around um, 1980. And so now there's all this stuff around his younger brother, and he's further neglected, further overshadowed. No one sees him. It, it got to the point where, like, the mom would set the table. Now, Stephen was the mission child for years. She right. was set three places for, and ha- have one for Stephen. But, but totally forget about Carrie. And that's crazy because it was Stephen that was missing. And Stephen had to say, what about Carrie? Which is wild. Which is insane to me. Like, the, that, that form of neglect, like, they, they did not see him. Yeah, and there's a lot of times where um, I can speak to, I won't say any names, but, like, recently, um, one of the kids that I work with, his sister had, had passed. Mm-hmm. And... Like even after, even in grieving, even after the services a year later, like he still feels like he's invisible because that kid. Whenever something happens to one kid and it's mm-hmm. super traumatizing to the parents, because we have to also understand the trauma that parents go through too. Right. Like people at any age, you can be traumatized. You're not it doesn't have to be youth for it to impact the rest of your life. Like so much emphasis gets put on the that kid is. that you've lost or the kid that was injured under your care, mm-hmm. and you want to overcompensate for that. You want to mm-hmm. embrace them and never let them go. And especially when things are swirling around, like all this media attention comes back. Yeah. People are writing books about you, TV cameras, movie cameras. Like it's just like it's so easy. It was so easy for Carrie to get lost in that. And he did. Um. So eventually, he ends up staying with the uncle that molested him. Which I don't know why this happens. When I was reading, I was like, why is this happening? So he ends up um staying with his um uncle. We're talk about again, stuff happens with Steven around this time he's involved, but I I don't want to mention that now. Yeah, we won't. Yeah. But he stays with his uncle and this uncle all of a sudden turns up dead. Yeah, so his uncle it's gets murdered. Nineteen nineties and the uncle gets murdered and it hasn't been solved. <sighs> There's a Carrie was living with him at the time, and at the time, also, I believe the uncle was also doing stuff to other kids as well. I could be wrong because there were a lot of inappropriate adults around these kids, so I might be, yeah. There is like, (laughs) um, there, I don't want to, I mean, it's a dead man, but he was a terrible dead man, so but there is like, there. Our chances that if someone is harming children, especially if they're molesting kids, and they are connected to other people or hanging out with other adults who are also okay with touching children inappropriately, yeah. you know, like I could believe that. I could totally believe that he had other. There's other kids that that Carrie wasn't the only one. Um, typically, uh, predators um, target kids who are sad, vulnerable, need some kind of super supervision or direction. Um, we know that a lot of people are seen as like mentors and it's unexpected. Most people who 
you know, most people right. like sex crimes, things like that. Are you? It's typically someone you know, right? You know, so because, and it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. So no, because ahead. of all this, they had issues with solving the case. It could have been Carrie, but it could have been also the other boys that he molested because it was been someone's daddy, someone's some, uncle. Right? They, they they assumed too. There was somebody's. They did say that somebody's mm-hmm. father who came back and tried to attack them. So at the time. They couldn't find it. Shortly after, the year after, he tries to attempt suicide with carbon monoxide. This is Carrie now. Yes. He attempts to commit suicide. So, again, a lot of things going, uh, you know, with Carrie. He failed, uh, and obviously. And the next thing he tries to do, I guess this is the beginning of his love for marijuana. He tries to open a business in medical marijuana in 1997, <clears throat> which I don't know. If he, you know, that's, there was a market, like there was now. There's a, there's a, there's, mar- a there's always a market for weed. I mean, but there's like, you know, medical marijuana, I mean, not a lot could, of people I mean, have could, their cards like I that. I mean, we could talk about how, like, opening, you know, marijuana dispensaries when there's tons of black and brown men in prison for some reason. It just doesn't matter. Like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's just one of those things where there's so many people who own dispensaries now, and I'm like... So what are we going to do about the people who are serving 20-year sentences for, like, an ounce of marijuana? What is that about? But we'll talk about that. That's a, I mean, I know about that. That's for another just. podcast, and it's not but, us. Right. And uh. so, like, he, like, basically, Carrie, if you look at his life, he's just struggling to get a foot. He fails at the business. He loses his mobile home. It gets repossessed. Come on, mobile homes. Um, And so he ends up getting a job. Finally, working well, some odd jobs, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he got uh, a job at Cedar Lodge doing those odd jobs. And, and this uh, is uh, this is the connection that we have. Connection to uh, oh, what? I said awfuls together. Uh, connection. All oh, things work. It's biblical. <laughs> no, but this is a connection. Obviously, he is a handyman at Cedar Lodge, and when the disappearances of Carol, Julie, and Sophia uh, happen. Yeah, um, he's questioned, right? But it seemed more like routine, yeah. Like was, because you ask everyone who's employed at the lodge what they've seen, what they know, and they're like, "There's no way." Of course, it's always the situation where it's like, "Oh, he's the nicest. He would never. He's unassuming. He's you would never think." And it was basically that they didn't think it was him at first. Yeah, um, you never do, and it's so weird that they don't think it was him. You know, like yeah. I mean, like I said, but. He, he was friendly. He was nice. He doesn't. Yeah. He didn't have a like. He was arrested in ninety seven, but it wasn't but anything. He didn't right. have any history of violence, right? Or and again, guys, he and was a good looking. Was literally not too far after like he got hired from there, so right? It was he like, was a good looking white guy, like <laughs> no, like most. I mean, to be fair, like a lot <laughs> serial killers, but like he's not a he, well, he technically, um, but. He is one of those, like, he was one of those people they just wouldn't think of, you know? Like, the good-looking, nice guy. You don't, you you expect serial killers to be monsters, and you want them to be missing teeth, and to look decrepit, right. because you want them to look like the evil that they do. Right. And Carrie didn't. No. And so, like, of course, they ask him. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. He's ignored about that. Um, but once it comes to the Joey Armstrong matter. Yes. This is where things kind of start to unravel. Yes. We left off with them finding him naked on you know the situation and i believe if i'm not wrong he basically like i i don't think they were going to question him but i think they he thought that they're they knew everything he did because he just starts to confess he just opens Um, his mouth and lets it go he just lets it go and i was like "Mm." he's like yeah i had pb and j for breakfast that day shouldn't have had it hurt my stomach (laughs) 
Um, I woke up, went outside, you know, shook my dick a little bit, came back inside, went to the bathroom, thought about murdering some women, actually went around to doing it, found three of them. Like, it's just like, he just like let it all loose. And like, he, uh, this is like crazy. He asked for child pornography as a condition. For his confession. I was like, I'm a heart. (laughs) What's wrong with people? I mean, I guess they're trying everything possible to get the confession, but when's the morale, like morality limits? uh, What's the... Right, so like <laughs> I understand, there are so many times in interrogations where you sit down across from someone and you want to be seen as a bomb, oh. as like an as a as a friendly person, as someone who's going to like I'm just here to hear your story, like I'm not here to judge you or condemn you. I'm just here to right. find out what happened. And Carrie's ass was like, he's like, oh, you want you want a coke, bro? He was like, nah, I want child porn. He's like, if you can get like, and I, I just imagine being the guy on the other side of the table, like I would have to quit my job immediately. <laughs> Fish, what? I would have to quit my job. You got some pictures or videos of, uh, and like, no, you can't get that. Who was the person responsible to get that? Like, who was the person responsible? And how do you find it? Like, from somebody's other evidence. Evidence, but like, it's it was one. There's like, there's a lot of morality hanging around there, and I'm sure it wasn't like given, but like it was (laughs) like, but it was one of those. Um, it was just one of those things about Carrie that just shows his mental state, right? And like where his lines and his boundaries. A lot of people create boundaries just to push them, (laughs) and that's psychology babble gabble blah blah blah. But it's true. Like, and so like, I think that was Carrie's way of doing that was saying like, I'm this kind of person. This is why I do these kind of things. And it speaks, again, the the trauma in his childhood informs a lot of things. You're going to get so much more, like I said, if you get the Patreon and listen, because Carrie's directly involved with a case where his brother gets kidnapped. And it affects his childhood greatly. Yeah. And so, and like, we see a lot of them, a lot of people who get stunted emotionally, Mm -hmm. um, as far as development goes, when major trauma happens to them. Mm -hmm. And if they don't understand that, Especially if it's ongoing molestation where they don't understand that it's inappropriate right. for an adult to touch you and I, to see you in certain states. Again, and, and you end up living with that and then Exactly. So things get, I don't want to use the word normalized, but normalized. Where yeah. it's like, this is what happens. This is what adults can do. Even if this, if, like, it's not what they do do. <laughs> do do. But it is what they can do. And so, like, that, in, again, informs the rest of what he does. So, like. I'm not so in his nudist, nudie, naked ways, and his blunt smoking. I don't know. I wonder, I feel like a old, like white guy in Northern California probably smokes joints. Right. So like, or like, were bowls popular in the '90s? Who knows? Um, yeah, but, I think so because there are a lot of movies with blunt like um, bowls. bowls. Yeah. So I was just smoking a bowl, I'm and like, like I could see, I could see him like being the kind of like he's very nice but he also wasn't very social so i could see him like being that person who hides right. away with like a gross porn stash somewhere and like stays to himself high all the time you know so like and also that nudist county place he was hanging out with like yeah. i mean they they're rude describing the people there i mean that's yeah not, not in shape the women weren't in shape you trash i'm sorry did you go to a nudist county hoping to find like baywatch models yeah like, it's gonna be everybody whose bodies are bodies, and, and I'm, I'm one, not ashamed. I'm one of those people where I'm like, dude, bodies are bodies, and they're just carriers of soul. I'm that <laughs> person, and everybody's body deserves to be valued, appreciated, protected, and celebrated. Right. Yeah, call me a bleeding heart liberal because I am. 
<laughs> but it is one of those things. Liberal or not, love your body. And what you're not going to do is judge my body. I'm here, I'm naked, and I'm proud. Be naked in places where being naked is okay, though. Don't get arrested. I wanted to go to a nudist place before. I've thought about going. Like, when I, I was in Miami it. the last time, I thought about going to the nude beach. But then being a nude, I think, is a requirement. And they, I don't want... I don't want to be there and be like, oh, I just came to look. Not all of them. <laughs> such a mess. Not all of them is a requirement. There are some that are like optional, clothing optional places. I've always, there are so many retreats for like gay men that are clothing optional. I was like, this yeah. sounds like a trap. And <laughs> like, I've seen, there's, especially one, there's, um, I don't want to say the name on the podcast because I don't want anybody tweeting me or like, cease and desist. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it was a mountain. And, <laughs> And up there, they have like so many clothing op- and a clothing optional retreat place in general. And I was like, I can't go up there for like uh, a weekend of like self awareness and self discovery. And I got someone's like balls jangling next to me. <laughs> like I could like I'm in I'm like in downward dog position, and I look up, and someone's you know crack is yeah, just right there, and I'm like. What the fuck is this? Like, how am I supposed to center myself when his butt crack ain't centered? How am I supposed to do this? Like, I'm over here in my, like, gym shorts, and he's like, man, you should just free yourself up. That's why I picture Carrie, just like, you should just free yourself up, man. Lose it. Lose yourself. Lose the draws. It's good. It's all good. I'm like, I don't trust you, sir. Um. So he's like, I lost control of myself. I'm like, let me get back into this. Yes. So like, he's like, I lost control of myself. I lost control of her when this all started out. I had no intention of cutting her head off. Like, you don't accidentally cut a head off. You don't. <laughs> like, how, how do you? You know, like, I didn't mean to. Like, I like, it's like, I didn't mean to eat an entire tub of ice cream. Like, when I sit down. That, that's a, that's a. Oopsie. Yeah, like you start eating, you halfway done. You're like, bitch, I might as well just finish it. But like, or you eat a whole, if you knock back a whole fucking box of Fruity Pebbles, like I've done that because right. they're fucking bomb. But like, I w- there's, as far as like motivation for the crime, like right. that, is that anger towards women? Like, cause like the people who have molested you have been men. And you would right. think a lot of, a lot of men target women because they're easy. Or it could be like, my mom should have protected me. It could be a mom thing. Yeah, but like you know, he doesn't get into that. He just said that none of them no, were sexually abused, so it wasn't right. sexually motivated, nope. which is so there's so many things about this. Like he's just like, Yeah, I lost control. Like, so what about the three women that had you didn't cut off right. that you killed and put in the trunk of a car and burned? Like right. what what caused from? that? And he never really speaks on it. Exactly. And I Part of me loves that about like like murder cases where like you really have like when Michelle Michelle was so fascinating to me because she was all we had to go on and she was like just like this motherfucker just opens her mouth and like yeah I did kill them and I'm like God your lawyers your lawyers and he's like no no I got this yes in fact I didn't kill all of them yes (laughs) and it's just like what is going on but that's fascinating but the the whole idea of like choosing which part of the story that. Right. You decide to tell because you want that control still. Like, if you're going to tell it, tell it all. I hate that. I'm like, if you're going to tell it, tell it all and tell me the reasons. Don't know. Especially if you're still alive. Yeah. Like, at some point, <laughs> and part of me, and I, I'm this guy all the time, I've always wanted to sit across from, like, a murderer and, like, be able to pick their brains and, like, mm-hmm. figure out, like, I need, I need reasons. Like, I need, and even if there's, sometimes there are no reasons. Sometimes people are just ill. They're just right. sick. And their the, their view of the world is not what ours is, and we talk about how schizophrenia and things like that can play into mental illnesses, like antisocial personality disorders, like things, or you're so disconnected from what is factual, evidential reality yeah. that 
killing someone doesn't seem out of the ordinary seem you know extreme like it's just like okay like they're not me I'm alive they're not like mm. so like I would like to do that yeah. but I'll wait until like I mean of course you could assume it's that disconnect but when you talk to somebody right. you have to they, in some way or shape or form they're disconnecting themselves well that's what person. I want like the but forensic psychology somebody, side yeah, of things and like I want to know like what it is that informs these choices right and like what environmental community factors are really playing into the way you think mm-hmm. and how can we curb them because that is the shit that like I don't know, Carrie. Just like I mean, I was all down when I was re- watching this case. I was like, I know you're the murderer, so I can't sympathize too much. Right. But I was so down with you being a freewheeling, like smoking nudist person. Right. Like you fucked we me up because you were good looking, and then trash. Right. Be better. Like I'm so sick of like, <laughs> like it's just it's not you hard. Do, you just uh, into the parents. Um. It's amazing what would happen. It happens when you don't nurture your child. Like. He does have the potential to be an artist. He was this talk about Rodney creative Alcala. mind. Yeah, he was this handyman. Yeah. Like he clearly has some part of his brain that's creative, but there's something that went terribly wrong. And like you were saying, to the parents. Right. Like to the parents, like there is I understand that some parents are super busy. Like some parents are working two, three jobs to care for their kids. And some of them are just because of their doing that, they're super authoritarian and they're super disciplinarians. And you're so strict and they can't, your kids can't move. They're not allowed to do anything. They're not allowed to be creative or play sports because they have to be in the house and help clean. Like all these things, like allow your children, one, to be kids. Right. Allow them to make mistakes. Allow them to move freely as they can and safely. Secondly, don't allow, don't force your kids to be interacting with people if they don't want to. Like in Sunsuken, you'll see this a lot in like cases of like abuse and things like that, a reluctance to hug or say hello to certain uncles or certain family friends. And so many times, like, stop playing around and give so-and-so a hug. Like, don't force people to to touch your kid. Your kids have to touch people they don't want to touch. That was one of the things my mom did well for me mm-hmm. is growing up is that when I was, when, like, I didn't even, like, I wasn't, like, molested by an uncle or anything like that. But, like, my mom, if I didn't want to hug an aunt, and I'm like, go here. If I was mad at that aunt because she wouldn't let me have an ice cream cone the day before, my mom was like, hug her. I'm like, no. She'd be like, all right, then fine, whatever. Like, it wasn't one of those things, like, stop. She would tell me it was rude. Right, no. But she wouldn't tell. She wouldn't force it. You have to hug and kiss everyone. And that's not necessarily what you want to, you know, do. You you don't want to greet everybody in your family. So there are some people that you don't like. Not at all. Can't stand ninety percent of these. Listen, listen. listen. I don't know what happened. I I really feel like like my sister still abides by that better than I do. Like if there's somebody in my family that I want to, I'll do. I'm not talking to them. I sit right in the I I don't have to respect. Should have saw me at Christmas. I was sitting in there with my plate watching (laughs) watching the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors game. I was like, Chanel, you're not coming in here with us for what? For why? Why would I be there? (laughs) Idea, and this is you know this goes to people who have gone gotten molested and parents that do this the whole idea of having to respect these adults like you said earlier is ridiculous if you fuck up if you're a fuck up i'm not respecting you just because you're my elder well, if you're a fuck up because you're like molesting, no, kids. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like, if you're, if you're, I was like, if you're a fuck up because you make poor choices, this is your third wife. Like, you need to no, respect no, no, your no. Uncle. I mean, that's not. But, but what I'm saying, like, but that's not your call. You're your just call to make. Lo- you're basically a criminal, but you just didn't get caught. Right. Then uh, there's no reason. I don't care who you are. You could have been my mother, my father, my sister, my brother. If you are that person, I don't have to respect you. I don't have to like you. That's true. No one's saying. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't have to. And the, and. Culturally, and I'm so passionate about this because culturally, 
Haitian kids and Caribbean kids are taught to respect those elders that are shitty. And no, I'm not doing it. Well, I'm not fine. doing it. And this is where you break the cycle. I don't know anything about being Haitian because I'm not. <laughs> I am. There is, there, is a, there is a part of me that believes I am because my father be. was from New Orleans and his last name was Baptiste. So he there could be like French Haitian. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm like, we help get the, We helped that battle down there. There is in, no, Savannah, but in this New Orleans not well. U.S. history too. Well, but there, <laughs> we help y'all get your freedom. What freedom, sis? From I believe the revolutionary, we fought some of like yeah, Asian, like, but what freedom Asian? from people that look not me? It wasn't me. You was helping <laughs> well, my I mean, black like, ass. Well, it wasn't not, my ancestors. Yeah, this, this is true because they had still had y'all. You was helping. You was helping my slave owner. <laughs> like okay, thank you for taking credit for that. <laughs> Either way, so. No, but people like to shit on Haiti. Um, those other people. I don't shit on. I I, I don't and, shit on. Like when it comes uh, to like countries, Caribbean, um, countries, yeah. Caribbean countries, I embrace them because they give me delicious food like oxtail. <laughs> um, I've never had. I didn't know what. I didn't know how good so curry much. chicken and curry goat was until I met like Jamaican people and things. <laughs> I didn't realize. Like, I was like, what is saltfish? What is this? Oh, like, I, I was like, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, baby. Jesus for helping me out yeah. with this. Um, I don't know how we went in this tangent, but either no, way, but we're talking about, I was, like, I was here about, I was parents. talking about parents. Yeah. Thank parents. you for taking, bringing me back. Um, <laughs> but as far as parents go, like two, yeah. Don't force your kids to hug anybody. Oh, but three, God, I grew up with uh, that. Yeah, it's just the most disgusting thing. My mom, I mean, like my mom was good for it. My grandmother was old Southern. Like you need yeah, to give you up. Need to, like, like, my mom's and it's like just that. like, and I'm it's like, so no, gross to me. I like, know. Especially now that everyone's more, like everyone should be more informed on the, the behavior of abused kids and how yeah. they, so that's the other thing is look for any direct changes in your child's behavior. Um, if your child's right. acting out, if your child is like suddenly like super sullen and into themselves and introverted when they're usually outgoing and they're not doing their favorite things or they're not excited about things that usually excite them, like ask your kid what's going on. Like what's right. happened, what's changed. And I think a lot and of times. Out, hold on. For emotional and verbal abuse as well. We always talk about the direct abuse. Physical and sexual abuse. We don't talk about. Yeah. We need to mention that. I've had, I've had a lot of times where I have an aunt who I had to live with before, who very obviously was treating my niece, my mm-hmm. sister's daughter, differently than she treated her kids' do- children. Mm-hmm. And I had to let her know, like, what you won't do Listen. is insult or humiliate my little one in front of anybody else. Because that affects the way kids they, like learn yeah. and develop. Like, they're afraid to be who they are because it's seen as wrong or like, like, not nah, like what you like. So you need to make sure, like, don't belittle kids Neglect who are trying. Little, um, who are trying I grew to, up like, in a verbal abuse of home, and I'm yeah, very same. open about it, and I and I talk about it all the time, and I'm like, I'm not gonna respect that parents or even acknowledge that parent that did that to me because I'm not gonna get hurt by it. Yeah, and I I don't I choose as an adult to separate myself from it because I don't need the negative. In yeah, my as an life. adult, you definitely yeah, you we have a lot choice. more power. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you're told, oh, that's your parent, you should respect. No, no, fuck them. No, like, it wasn't my mom. My mom was great. Like. My mom was terrible. My mom was awesome. Too. Like my mom was terrible. Like as far as like a, what a mom should have been. Right. Like she, but she was still my mama. Like she showed right. up and provided. She was just absent. Like yeah. so, I would eat. Yeah, I'd be clothed. Like, but like she was just not there. Well, exactly. My but, if it wasn't for my mother, I don't think my sister and I would be so well adjusted. If it because, wasn't for my grandmama, right? I would. There's always somebody that well, yeah. keeps you adjusted when you have dysfunction, and that was my mom. So like you know. Just by raising up our self-esteem because we were always being put, you know, living down. A, you know what I'm living saying? in a house. You living know, in a, living a, in a house, but there's all shit that happens in no, houses. No, I'm joking. And you it never carries know what houses. 
<laughs> you never have, you know, never know what happens behind closed doors. But those Carrie. are things we just need to make sure you're looking out for, like yeah. and, and when neglect I, too. Because neglect, a, like, make neglect. sure, like, even if you don't think you're neglecting your kids, and that's a lot of times the parents think that they're doing right by their kids by withholding right. things or punishing. You should never send your kids to bed without dinner. I think that's a, such that's an antiquated, such a, archaic, no, that's not a barbaric thing. shit. Like your kids right. should never be hungry when they can be fed. Right. Make sure your kid is constantly again. Don't let your kid walk around not clean because they don't like to shower. shower That's another right, thing I can't right, stand. Right. Like, I understand kids can be combative and things like that, but your of child course. needs to be clean for health reasons. Right. Like, because if your kid gets sick and brought to that, well, he hasn't showered in three weeks. Like, That's so good. they're like, well, so we're opening a case file on you because right. <laughs> make sure your kid gets to school. Make sure they're getting, like, there's so many parts of this. Like, don't, I know there's so many mm-hmm. badass kids. I've watched Dr. Phil. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen more. Catch with, me outside. How about that? Everyone yeah. loves her, but she a badass kid well, too. She's a badass kid. But like, we've seen kids who like act out and they don't want to go to school. And sometimes these parents are afraid of kids, which are totally, I understand these kids these days are wild. Kids like I, you'll never before. catch me being afraid of a teenager, but mm-hmm. like, I was like, I've been there. I'm a little bit crazier than you are, but just like, <laughs> look out for these things where you're like, you're, you're being, you're doing all the things and covering all the bases because you want them to grow to be well adjusted. And I think that so oftentimes we do the bare minimum and the standard is they're fed, they're yeah. covered, they're clothed. That's enough. But and that's not enough. That's like not. your kid, we don't give we don't give kids enough credit because kids are sponges and they're also a lot smarter than we think they are. Right. So if your kid has been abused, whether it be physically, sexually, emotionally, verbally, phys- like you know, emotionally, just what you want to do is have that conversation with them because they don't have the words all the time, like the vocabulary mm-hmm. to, to sophisticated enough vocabulary, but they can describe what's happened. Like, why are you so afraid of Uncle So and So or Aunt right. So and So? Why don't you want to go over there anymore? Mm-hmm. And they say, I don't, I just don't want to, like, or I can't, like, I can't, it's hard to sleep when I'm over there. Like, little things like that. Pay attention to those changes and right. don't force those spaces on those kids. And that's it. To be on um, the safer side, you hear a rumor about an uncle, you don't need to have your kids over there. But, I don't need but, to have my kids over there. I, if I hear a rumor that something happened. But my whole thing was that, too, is that when I, I brought it up earlier, is. That I think so often we do things to protect members of our families who are terrible or who we suspect which of, I don't understand. which I don't understand either. And it's like that is so gross to me. Like, it's, right. I like, and as far as for me, like, if it's I don't, my child, I'm telling my kid, I'll be first in court. I'd be like, oh, you want me to tell her about what they did? Because I'll tell you. No, I like. I mean, yes, but like, yes. I wouldn't. But like for me, like it would just be the first thing. Like you wouldn't be allowed any family dinners, any family functions. Like right. you need to. Like they need to get help and be punished. Like so, like you don't protect those people, and it's such a weird thing. We'll get into it another day because like yeah. I got things to do. But like. <laughs> Where it's like so many times within like such close knit families where toxic behavior, aggressive, dangerous behavior has been so normalized that we don't want one. We talk about black folks. We don't want folks in our business, right. you know, and it's like sometimes people need to know our business right. for safety to reasons tell it, and to tell direct us on what to and do. to understand that this shit ain't normal. Right. Like so often we talk about it in every case where you leave. It's usually when people are mentally ill where they leave their house. Right. And they meet people in college or they meet people at work and they're like, dude, you need to get that checked. That's not okay. Right. But this behavior is not acceptable. And that's when you meet you, these outside sources let you know that's like our families are, that's just their brand of crazy. Like it's not. Right. Um, but either way. Right. Moving yeah. on to Carrie confessing. So he confessed. <laughs> he confessed. He was, uh, he pled guilty. But then during the court case, um, he wanted a new trial because there was no one who was molested on his uh on his jury on his jury which i think is so strange like i and i I think he took the jury of your peers right like way too literally like sir like 
you know how hard it is, one, for people to confess or to admit that they had been sexually abused as a youngin, but like, no, like that goes into record forever. Like I would never, right, have right. like if it's something they think they've worked through and they've gone to see therapists and things like that, why am I letting the rest of the world know yeah. that, you know, Auntie Sandy who passed away five years ago was actually a piece of shit and everybody needs to, like, it's yeah, just well, like, this clearly wasn't. He needed yeah. to work through these issues. And they were like, no, fam. Yeah. Sorry. So they uh, asked for the death penalty. Um, the what penalty? Death There penalty. you go. Listen, you PHs, I have a problem with you. You said debt. It's the I Haitian remember the in name you. Matthew was the biggest. I can't say Matthew. Like What? What was it? Because <laughs> he's like, he asked for the debt penalty. I'm like, ooh, I don't want that. My child will never be Matthew. Like, like The debt penalty just sounds like a high interest rate. <laughs> like, I just can't. <laughs> It's like, oh, you go into jail, but you got us with an interest rate of twenty six percent. What? Get, don't give them ideas of things. You're uh, right, though. <laughs> we'll cut that out now. Anyways, so he was so he was sentenced to uh, death, um, and is still basically sitting up in jail. Sitting up in his but room. He, could, he confessed, yeah. Um, yeah. So um the family, the suit family, son, suit. Oh god, I can never say son. Son, yeah. Son. Uh, Carol and <laughs> Carol's family, they um got a one million won for debt um settlement from the Cedar Lodge as well. So, yes. Because it was their employees, so. Yeah, so I mean I've shit. I best believe I'm suing somebody. And uh that that's it for me and Yeah, that's Carrie that's and, Carrie. And I can't wait to get into Steven, man. If you got yeah, if you guys wanna <laughs> see more about like Carrie um, there's a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of things that you can find. Like there's the investig- documentary. Yeah, investigation discovery. I know yeah. there was like an episode of American Justice a while ago. Mm-hmm. Like there, are, like you can you can definitely dive into this case. If like I'm sorry that yeah, if you just want the facts, if you want the facts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to get personalities behind stories. God like, and related stories to make connections. God. I'm sorry. We're friends. So and we terrible. Talk. I can't. Yeah. You, <laughs> like what you guys don't know is that we sit in front of this mic for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Before. Before we recorded, <laughs> but and recording just, for us is like four hours every yeah, time. And just talk to each other, like, okay, we gotta get started, <laughs> and then we start talking about other shit. Like, it's just who we are. And right. I'm sorry, but thank you for everybody who does listen and enjoy and us, does enjoy, and lets us. Thank you for letting us be ourselves. And That's all. I make connections because these stories that we tell, these backstories that we have, yeah. go with the story, yeah. and they usually give us backstory. And that's what social works do. We connect. We go through processes. We 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 do the work every day, and that's what social work is. And you're getting these stories from social work perspective. You're getting right. background on different disorders. So it's part of the show. I'm sorry that it's something we know. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that my trauma is not interesting to you. <laughs> like you hell? and your one petty star. You could have done something else. I was like, you know, but I, don't get me wrong. I fucking love petty, and I love because I do shit like that where it's like I didn't like this. But it's usually I don't. But I do things like I that when I'm like, like when I've been provided a service that is not good. Right. Like when it's something I chose to click on. Right. So the thing to do is like when you see something, guys, this is for future reference, anybody who's listening for the first time. When you have to see a podcast that you think you might be interested in and it's like true crime and you're like, ooh, this is a this is a case I like to go, what I would do is I would take a step back. And like start listening to a previous case and see what they're like. That way you don't get mad when they're not what you wanted. I'm sure that we put in descriptions of who we are and what we are. Like we we put in descriptions. Like I I mean, but you look at the cover art, there's two black people on it. You know we're gonna talk. Like it's I know, just like, like you, it's just like, we, like that was on purpose. That wasn't like that wasn't <laughs> it was like this is what you're about to get. This but I'm not gonna focus on that him anymore. No, because but, we have 
so much. Like I said, Vulture, Hillary, who wrote the article, all our listeners, we have so much. Positive. The crew, yeah, the crew is so the awesome. Crew. And thank you guys for thank you guys. But remember, subscribe, rate, and review. You guys but, are life changing. Yeah, so. you guys make me so happy. I love doing this. I love. I'm. I've been podcasting for like what almost two years now, and it is it is, it is like it's not longer. No, I started. I started October 2016. Okay, because um, I started 17. Okay, yeah. So I um I don't know. It's just. It's definitely like my, um, it's like my heart spring. It is something I've definitely learned to love. I love talking. I like making connect. I love all of you who talk to us, right. like people who Instagram comment. Which for oh. some reason I don't get them, but like oh, I, I delay, get them. I, but I, I like, like I can't respond all the time. I hate it. Like I always have to do the crew thing at night because like at work I don't have service. Yeah. Di- yeah. Kills me. You, you are one. Well, you're the person me. who's got to be like. You gotta handle the Instagram. I handle Twitter. I love Twitter, but like I love that you guys reach out. I love that you guys. I love, I love, that you the, guys, I love the forum. The crew. Yeah. Is if you, like I love that amazing. you guys are in the crew and like sharing stories. Like uh, I can't remember Homegirl's name, but when we talked about a story that I think it was Carl Eugene Watts, um, who it all happened by her house, and she right. told that whole story about when she was a kid and she right. like bro- and like how um, no, it wasn't Carl Eugene. It was um, no, Christopher Porco. Because it's like okay. how like adrenaline okay. keeps you going to do things even after you like when his father was like Because we had another story of a girl who was like the one that was the nurse. Which one was the nurse? Cullens. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, who I think it was. I might be getting But it was just like all these. It was just like people who share so much of themselves and mm-hmm. thank and thank you for the guy the the guys and the girls and everybody in between who says you know thank you guys because. I see so much of myself in you guys and I hear so much of stories that are like mine right. and it's awesome to see myself reflected in a genre that I love. Right. And I love that. Like yeah. I, we know that yeah. and you guys listening know it too, that true crime is dominated by middle-aged white men. And like, it's, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with middle-aged yes. white men. I've had a few of them in my lifetime, but like I know that there is, there is, there's a specific honesty and appreciation right. in seeing people that look like you and come from similar backgrounds. And I'm glad that I could do that for you guys. Um, Right. Where can people find you on timelines? Uh, so it's Instagram and Twitter, D E E underscore L I G H T. For uh, you can find me, I'm there occasionally. Yeah, when she shows up. When I show up. Um, <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. It's at Charnel B. It's C H A R N E I L B. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. At what did you do pod? Um, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash what did you do pod? Get in the crew, do all that good stuff. Um, also and as well, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, five stars if you feel like you like us. Um, four stars if you feel like you kind of like us and nothing less than that, please. Right, <laughs> I'm joking. Right. I'm joking. Be true to yourselves. You speak your truth. If you didn't like something I said, you could always tweet me. You don't have to review it. But whatever. <laughs> we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're on whatever the XM radio thing is. XM spoke and send us your suggestions for different shows. Right. People, like, things. Yeah, cases. If you guys <laughs> email us at whatdidyoudopod at gmail.com if you, you want us to like kind of laugh our way through a local case of yours um because there are a few local cases that are really coming up that you guys aren't going to really have heard about yeah and i'm really excited to do that because that's why michelle was so special to me because it was just like we could just make fun of like like the environment the fact like martin luther king jr drive like still fucks me up to this day (laughs) um but yeah guys find us there check out the patreon five dollars a month gets you a sticker it also gets you a shout out on the show shout out to lola Mm -hmm. um it also gives you a um 
also gives you access to our Patreon, our special kind of uh, welfare check, which is coming soon. It's coming this week. Yes. So if you if you donated, you'll see it in the feed. There's going to be, if you guys haven't done this before, Patreon gives you a special um, link for private, um, what do you call it, private shows. So you can add it. If you go to your Apple podcast, you can hit the little plus at the top. It'll say add a show. And you can copy and paste the link in there, and it'll give you the special link. So when they do upload, it'll just be uploaded directly to your Apple Podcast. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Uh, um, I support some shows. F- that Fancy do. things. Yeah, so that way you don't have to just go to Patreon. It'll just show up in your wherever your favorite um, podcast app is. Um, other than that, guys, uh, continue to be better. Keep your hands clean. Think clean thoughts. Um, I mean, feel free to be nude. Shake Belly. your money maker. Shake your tail feather. Anyway, <laughs> bye. Bye.